Hello, hello, and welcome to the Common Geeking Program. We are a book club style podcast where each episode we discuss a different topic from our own geeky and nerdy perspectives. Uh, I am your host, Jeff Levitt, and this week we are going to be taking a look at Borat Subsequent Movie Film. Very nice. Borat My Wife. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, that, that joke, that's that's back. We're, we're on that one again for the next decade. Yeah. Uh, man, man, it's so weird to think, like, because, like, Borad was always this, like, artifact of, like, early 2000s culture that we all just 2000s. Kinda... It was 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's still 2000s culture. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I, no, I would it's... call that, I would call that 2000s. Uh, two, well, yeah, it is 2000s culture. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. anyway. You're saying 2000s the century, not the decade. Well, I... It's still the decade. Just the latter half of it, mid two thousands is still. Yeah, 2000s. that's that's not early. Let's let's talk about this. Let's get down to this pedantic quibble for an hour instead. I feel like that's <laughs> that's got the mileage I'm looking for. All right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this artifact this time of two thousands, and it's Go. like, wow. And now there's a sequel to it that yep, nobody uh, had any idea was happening until like. Until it happened. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like a Cloverfield movie, you know, where, like, no one knows what it is or what's going to happen, and then you know about it, and you're like, is this something I wanted? And I think that's the question. <laughs> that's the question we are going to try to answer today. Yeah, so this time around, I am joined by two of my fellow nerds who have already been talking, but what are their names? I have no idea. <clears throat> Hello, my I name wipe is, my uh... memory after each recording, so I actually don't know <laughs> any of my friends. Uh, uh, hello, my name is, uh, Colin Ketchin, uh, recently conscious, accidental napper. Hi, I'm Tamil Chowdhury, or Chowder, whichever you prefer. And, uh, yes, so, uh, we, we're actually, we're trying out something a little bit new today, uh, with, uh, questionable intentionality, um, <laughs> where we, we did talk about this as an idea a while ago, and I don't know if we plan to do it today, but we are doing it today, uh, where one of the people who is on this podcast episode has actually not consumed the piece of media that we are talking about today. That and, would uh, be me. So, chat, yeah, chatter, chatter didn't watch the movie. So we're, we're going to see how that, you know, sh- how that shifts the discussion and, you know, gives us a little bit more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Accountability on how we explain things and how well we do it. Um, <laughs> So, uh, Chatter, so, just to be clear, uh, this is a spoiler alert for a Borat subsequent movie film. Are you? Uh, do you... Yeah, that's that's fine. Okay, so you're not really <laughs> you don't care if we spoil the experience of Borat subsequent movie film colon delivery of prodigious bribe to ma- American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Yeah, that sure. is the official spoiled, title of the film. Spoiled the fuck out of it. <laughs> right. All right. Yes. Huge spoiler alert for for Borat subsequent movie film. Obviously. Um. But all right, we're gonna start off by summarizing Borat and uh, its being, uh, and then <laughs> discussing so, it a little, and then we'll end off with a little rating section where we talk about whether this film was worthwhile. So the first thing that's important with Borat is it, it is 
filmed in kind of a unique way. I'm going to push that over to Colin and see yeah. if he can explain it a little bit better than I am. So, uh, and then we'll uh, talk about the plot itself. Uh, yeah. So I saw Borat 1 in theaters when I was 12 years old because apparently that's when my parents stopped caring about what I'm exposed to. And uh, it, it, it was uh, a uniquely entertaining film for me. At 12 years old, I did not understand the core concept, which is... Um, I didn't. I didn't understand the core concept till uh, like a month ago when you told me that that's what Borat films were. It's just been so long since I've seen it. I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of things in that film make a lot more sense to me. So the, the performer, <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, Borat being a character originated on his Ali G show where he he's essentially a provocateur where he pretends to be uh, either an idiot or a funny character to push people unwittingly to the edges of their comfort zone and sometimes beyond. So Borat, the first movie, was essentially a film where he ran around as a, a fake Kazakh speaking a very distorted form of Jewish, but uh, it is also incredibly anti-Semitic, and just kind of pushed people <clears throat> to their edges. And they strung yeah. it into a film of of this foreign man who came to the U.S. and really found the limits of of what American culture deems acceptable. It was an instant hit. It uh, spawned a million of very nice and my wife's, as you heard at the beginning of the show. And it was one of those things that nobody expected to happen again. And Yep, especially since it happened like, again. media has been moving in a way where like things have been trying to be a lot more like socially conscious and you know not make hugely racist fucking caricatures yeah. uh um, stars of mainline movies but uh but then it happened again and is weirdly relevant uh <laughs> yes <laughs> okay okay i'm done okay so yeah the um i think that was maybe the most surprising thing is this had a much more political bend there was definitely yeah. in the first film a little bit of um uh, a little bit of poking at some of America's more conservative culture, particularly when he's on like a uh, he's on a bus with a bunch of people saying like, "Ah, oh, we should go back to slavery," and man, women shouldn't be able to do things. And he's yeah. just like, the point of his character is that he believes those things. He's incredibly misogynistic. So right, he, like he it's it's a uh, it's like it's satire in the way that like you know he brings this hugely offensive character into the real world who is obviously ridiculous and then interacts with real people who don't know that he's fake and, and it says they, something they, about them that they don't immediately know that he's fake and also agree with some of the things that he's saying. Yeah, like, I mean, I think one of wild the... Wild as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think one of the telling uh, parts of the original movie was like, uh, when he was doing the uh, National Anthem, anthem uh, yep. Rodeo and where, where he like replaced the words with the quote-unquote Kazakhstan national anthems lyrics and yeah uh, it was very <laughs> racist very he just sexist. improvised a very a very fucked up sort of thing and and that and everyone in the crowd just like joined in without fuss yeah he so. was yeah he just started screaming like is like death to all of our enemies and everyone's like yeah fuck em. we should kill everyone in israel yeah yes and people are like <laughs> should we um, but like some people just went right along with it. So anyway, that's sort of the backdrop. And when yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen brought it back, none of us were expecting it. 
And the political bend here uh, really plays on two different things. One is the prominence and election of Donald Trump and his administration. That gets a lot yep. of attention. The other, yep. and this was not the intention when they started the film, is the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, so the plot of the film is after embarrassing America with his first film, he is sent back to by a Kazakh official to bribe um to bri- <laughs> what is it i think jeff you just watched it it's been like a yeah, couple weeks for me it's it- he's supposed to there's like there's this really smart monkey that they have in kazakhstan it's like yeah it's like jeff the monkey is like the most famous yeah. porn star in kazakhstan johnny i think, I think johnny, it's johnny, yes, it's johnny the, the monkey he's like yeah they made there's like some throwaway line about him being like an elected official but they he's supposed to bring this monkey to america and bribe mike pence so that the leader of kazakhstan can be uh let into the quote-unquote like tough guy leaders club with donald trump uh vladimir putin uh bolsonaro and uh (laughs) kim (laughs) jong-un and this goes awry when his daughter who is kept in a cage of course right um, because she's a woman because she's a woman in 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 Borat's family, uh, yeah. is watching a Disney style cartoon about how Melania Trump married a rich man and now lives a, like a glorious life, <laughs> and sneaks into Johnny the Monkey's cage, and Borat, who takes a very circumlocutous path to the U.S., stops by China and Australia, eventually landing in I think what was it Texas or Louisiana, Texas. Texas, uh, and then he opens yeah. the the cage to find uh, the monkey is dead, consumed by his daughter, uh, a fifteen year old woman with uh, no sense of decorum, and thus he has uh, to amend his plan from bribing Mike Pence with a monkey to bribing him with a young woman, and that is it was, and, and there's like a line in there about like it's just like. Because Mike Pence is known as a huge woman's man because he's not allowed to even be in yeah. a room with a woman yeah. by himself. Yeah, like he's such a pussy hound. He needs his wife in a room for other women's. And I got that. I think all that preamble stuff with with the monkey, with the Melania cartoon, and with that fucking line. I think yeah. I was almost crying <laughs> in like the first four minutes of the movie. Obviously, the, we're the gonna. Melania... The oh. Melania cartoon is so good. It's very like, funny. It's very it, sh- it shows like oh Donald Trump d- drawn in like Disney style, and then it's like <laughs> and, and Donald Trump was very interested in Melania, and then the cartoon just shows him walking over and then lifting up her tra- dress and putting yeah. his hand under her, and it's just like <laughs> yeah, it's oh. it's so Man, gross. Like, like so. I have watched the original movie, so I should yeah. know what I'm expecting when you yeah. describe this second movie, and yet here I am. Shock. That, uh, and Chatter, it's yeah. like, I guess that is the point of shock comedy. Yes. And that's, shock, so, so. That's, so that's maybe only the first five minutes of the movie yeah, or something. It's, yeah, um. it's really dense. <laughs> now, Jeff, I'm, I'm going to propose the rest of the plot is not like super coherent. There's some good character yeah. stuff. It might I, serve yeah, us, us I, to, I want, to, I mostly wanna, to get through wanna, it and then let Chowder's questions help us fill in the details. Yeah, and I also I want to steer our path in a little a little ways into like these scenes that introduce us to these characters who may or may not be real people, and sure. that's I think most of what we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, so the the 
they eventually go to a rally where Pence is speaking and uh, we, we can talk about that more <laughs> later, but basically, yeah, <laughs> fucking Sasha Baron Cohen and as Borat dresses up as Donald Trump and carries his daughter over his shoulder into the, uh, the fucking rally and basically is like, here, take my daughter. And there's like a clip of Mike Pence, like looking in that direction, kind of a disgusted look on his face. Yeah. And then basically they were kicked out. So, <laughs> so, that, so that's pretty much the extent of Michael, of, of Mike Pence. Um, and then they're talking like, how, oh, well, who can we give you as a gift to? they keep this a secret so, for this movie, a secret? Okay, so I can I can clear it up again. So uh, there, yeah. there, as soon as the, the Borat 2 trailer came out and we saw, like, you know, Donald Trump costume running in, like, please take my daughter, um, everyone yeah. started digging around. And there is footage of this. Uh, nobody knew it was Sasha Baron Cohen. It happened back in, <laughs> right. I, in February. Mike Pence was saying the coronavirus will not be a concern. Like that was all the speech stuff they put in the movie. That's the also. That's a, another funny thing that they mentioned in the movie is as soon as Borat gets to te- gets to Texas, there's like clips of him going around in the street and lots of people recognizing him and being yeah. like, "Oh, it's Borat! Let's take a selfie with Borat." Oh, who yeah. are real people because. Borat is a fucking, is, you know, is, is national famous. phenomenon. <laughs> so, yeah, so the character of Borat is disguising himself uh, to try For to complete his movie, mission. Yeah. Uh, Which is and, also, and, you oh know, that, that's also the point of having the, the daughter here, too, is because, like, you know, this yeah. obviously isn't Sasha Baron Cohen. She's, like, some, so, you know, relatively unknown things, Bolivian actress. Two important things about this conceit. One, the performance that Sasha does as Borat, as these people, is pretty phenomenal. Like, you can read that Borat is a horrible actor. The second thing is this woman who plays the daughter. I need to uh, look her up, uh, look up her name again, the, who plays Tutar, his daughter. Uh, Maria Bakalova is fucking incredible. She Yeah, she's very good. <laughs> she duplicates the 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 Borat effect so well. But um, yeah. actually, this Mike Pence thing is really early in the movie. What we knew about beforehand was people, after looking at the trailer, found the incident. It really wasn't a big deal. The movie makes it like he was super disruptive, but he wasn't yeah. mic'd, so no one could hear him. The security just escorted him out. What we yeah. did not know beforehand was how he walked in. And this is what <laughs> took my fucking breath away. Because he was like, I need to get into the Republican convention, so I need to look like them. And Sasha Baron Cohen walks into an actual Republican convention in full KKK gear, waving and smiling at people. And nobody stops him. He gets some weird looks, but nobody stops him. They're fine with it. Security doesn't give a shit. This is the vice president. Yeah. Uh, Oh, God. (laughs) Um, so then after after this this incident in the plot of the film, they're like being like, OK, well, who can we give you to as a, a gift now? And they're like, well, let's what, what are who are all of Trump's other friends? No, he's in jail. He's in jail. Yeah. He's in jail. Paul Manafort. And then they land perfectly on Rudolph Giuliani. <laughs> yep. Uh, and a lot of a lot of press headlines have, have made light of what happened to him. How you following along, Chowder? How's this how's this treating you so far? I'm very amused. <laughs> so, at the rest of the uh, movie, I think it, it sort of spills into when coronavirus begins after a bit, but it essentially is a mix of prettifying his daughter. Yep. And yep. Um, just trying to get close to Rudy Giuliani. Um, so, 
And like in the in the plot of the movie, it's like this ongoing development of like his daughter, like over time, learning that in fact women are real people and can do yeah. things that men can do. So there's like several instances of her like interacting. Like she goes to a fucking uh, women's Republican or Republican women's like uh, I don't even know what you talk <laughs> what you'd call it. Yeah, it was uh, it was basically just like a small meeting, like a book club size yeah, meeting, yeah. like a meet and greet. Yeah. But and um, she gets bought, pawned off by Borat onto a babysitter for a day who is a uh, an elderly black woman. Um, so this character, this character, the babysitter, she emerged as like the hero of the movie because Borat is yeah. like, I need you to watch her. Like, I need you to keep her chained up. I need you to keep her in this cage. Feed her at these times. Is that OK? And the woman, a real person, is like, uh... <laughs> And then Borat leaves her with her, and and this woman has such a heart of gold, and 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 uh, Tutar breaks out this storybook, this about at home. The storybook is like the girl who touched her vagina, the teeth came out and ate it and sucked her into herself forever, and it's this horrible illustrated book that she's actually reading to this stranger, and the woman's like, you know, none of this is true, right? Um, (laughs) Jeez. We're going to, we're going to, I think we're going to leave the, the, uh, for now, we're going to leave the ambiguity of whether or not these are real people or they're in on it until we finish the plot and then we can kind of, you know, spitball around because yeah, with some of them, there's some, there's some confusing things, but, um, okay. Yeah. So basically this woman teaches, uh, Tutar that, uh, in fact, she is a real person and then she, you know, yeah, discovers all these things on her own, like, oh, there's other women driving cars. What? Crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, and stuff <laughs> oh like that. Meanwhile, is one of my Borat is trying to... Uh, no, when when it's, it's like, you're going to drive the car? Yeah, I'm going to drive the car. And she's, like, just so horrified and screaming at her that she can't be doing this <laughs> when she's just, you know, driving, like, 20 miles an hour. But that's what sets Tutar and Borat on opposite paths, is... Borat is is trying to just get his daughter to do what he wants, and his daughter uh, discovers agency, Jeff's favorite yeah. myth of human existence, and um, <laughs> and 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 essentially a running counter. She goes off to try to become a journalist, like Borat was in the first movie, and Borat is still just kind of trying to get to Donald Trump, and that's when COVID hits. Yeah. So yeah, there's a, a pretty obvious jump in the movie where like he just walks outside and he's like, "Why are all the streets empty?" And then he uh, outside of a uh, a convenience store or something, he he meets this redneck looking guy and he's like, "Where is everyone?" And he's like, "The virus is happening." And he's like, "I don't have anywhere to stay. Can I come with you?" And the guy's just like, "Sure." <laughs> and they so, go yeah. back to his house. <laughs> And there's there's these two guys, Jim and Jerry, um, who are li- and then then they start talking to Borat about how you know the the virus is a hoax and uh, the fucking Clintons like you know eat babies and like the, that the absolute okay so we've all I think everybody's at least uh, heard yes, the, the conspiracy theories. Yeah, the and Pizzagate the QN bullshit. and stuff and the yes, it, it goes very hard into adrenochrone. That. Yeah. yeah, and these guys, I I think most people are aware of these conspiracy theories. I've never seen how casually two people discuss it. Like one guy's like, you know, Hillary eats babies, and another guy's like, oh yeah, I heard that. 
The same way it's yeah. like, hey, Taco Bell has a new naked chicken chalupa. Oh, yeah, I heard that. That's the level of casualness yeah. that this is being discussed, discussed and Borat is, of and course, disgusted. egging them on and eating it up. Um, and then they end up writing a song together about how uh, about how Obama should be sent to jail and uh, we should inject Dr. Fauci with the Wuhan flu. And then to try to they, they end up trying to find Tutar because they find a picture of her doing a report on the Internet. So they go to a, a Trump rally and Borat disguises himself as a country singer and goes on stage and sings this song and the whole crowd sings along. Yeah, Chatter, you <laughs> and thought we that the, do you it thought again. The, yeah, oh you thought God. the national anthem was bad? This is a this is a crowd of people allegedly in Texas screaming, chop them up like the Saudis do. Give him back with the Wuhan flu over and over yeah. again. It's a call and oh, response. Okay. Yeah. Like that's yeah. it. And and they eventually find Tutar, but she doesn't go with Borat and it moves on. I have some crazy behind the scenes stuff to share with you guys about that. But we'll get back to it. Yeah. So so basically, yeah, his two friends basically tell Tutar while he's on stage that the Kazakh government is going to kill him if she doesn't go and marry rudy giuliani right so then she decides to go seduce rudy giuliani herself by you know posing as a republican friendly uh news organization that is conducting an interview on him and then they sit there and they flirt for a little while and then uh basically she yeah actually flirts with yes julie real rudy giuliani (laughs) the real rudy giuliani is actually sitting there telling her to take a drink to loosen up, he has been told yep. that she 15 is year old. fifteen. I don't. And wow, is she? Is he though? In the in the movie, told that she's he's he's told that when Borat runs in and says it. But I I don't know if there's a line in there about because like she's just she's like a reporter. So I don't. The think thing that is, there's so any... so essentially, this was set up I, as I mean, a regular is, interview. I, I, I've seen or I've seen like. The a- uh, actress, like I've, I've. Uh, oh yeah, she looks young. She for sure. looks like a kid. So like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, she wasn't like full makeup in the scene. So I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I but. do. Be- I, I believe it just because of the absolute commitment they make to their characters and how they have to yeah. stay in character. And again. I have some stories to sort of support that. But in the yep. end, basically, Borat comes to realize his daughter is just as valuable as other people and doesn't want her to sleep with Rudy Giuliani. So disguised as a sound man, he gets in there after Rudiani Rudiani has had a couple <laughs> a couple of sips of whiskey or whatever he was drinking. He takes her into the room and they're trying to the, the big thing that everyone talked about was his hands down his pants. What he was doing was adjusting his microphone. Well, she took the microphone she took the microphone off of him which untucked his shirt and then there's this and then there's this shot of him putting his shirt back into his pants and it's basically just like him lying on the bed and just sticking his hand straight into his pants. Oh, <laughs> and that's oh. when Borat runs in. So oh, it's Yeah. On its face, it is not as openly obscene as the news reports say, but also yeah. Rudy, like, the the flirting beforehand is what made it so, like, vomitous yep. to me. Jeez. It was, yeah. yeah, it was really Cause, bad. Because also, wait, wait, he fuck, she fucking hands him she, the book, and she's like, here, my father gave me this, I want you to have it, and the book that has the fucking illustrations of the woman with the teeth vagina eating yeah. her arm off, and, and Rudy's, like, flipping through and he goes, oh. 
That's interesting. Thank you for giving this to me. Yeah, yeah, that was so wild. <laughs> the real um, jewel. Oh my god. Yes, this is this is, uh, and uh, my girlfriend who uh, she lived in in New York in the early two thousands. So she her memory of Rudy Giuliani is positive because of how he handled New York post nine eleven with you know the whole America's mayor thing. And I love when they're like mm-hmm. introducing him. It's like Rudy Giuliani is a great man, and then it cuts to the clips of him on Fox News yelling at other people talking over them like Shut up, you moron, you idiot! Yeah, and it's just like. <laughs> Great contrast. Um, anyway, I think that's that's more or less where the film kind of goes to its I, end. Might just be because I'm brown, yeah. but I've always seen Rudy Giuliani like that. But yep, no, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I I had no awareness of him until the later parts of of uh, his career as a younger person. So I never had that. I never had that happy moment. Yeah, so, I uh, think I like I. Yeah, I was definitely too young to know. Like I, I don't, re- I don't remember ever being conscious of Rudy Giuliani actually being the mayor of New York. It was more just like, you know, I hear the I name mean. a lot in 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 weirdly different contexts, and then like this last few years of has been when he's like really come into my public sphere of yeah. knowledge or my sphere of knowledge. So, so the the film, so issues with Rudy Giuliani as a dumpster fire of a person aside the film sort yeah. of wraps up as as Tuthar and Borat actually have what I think is a surprisingly touching coming together as father and daughter <laughs> where he says I love you more than my sons and she yeah. is like totally shocked at this sentence and they go and back then, to yes. yeah. to Kazakhstan under the threat of Borat's balls being ripped off by pigs or whatever, he's like, you know what? I'll do it so I can take you home and you can be a journalist. I love you that much. And they get back, and the guy who sent them out, he's like, don't worry. It's fine. I got what I wanted. And it cuts back to the early sequence of the movie when they're getting him ready to go and his crazy trip all over the world. And it turns out... The Kazakh government wanted revenge. They created the coronavirus, infected Borat, sent him to Wuhan in Australia, and they have a Tom Hanks on a green screen getting coughed on by Borat in Australia. <laughs> and then he realizes that he infected the entire world. Jesus. But then he just yep. But then he and his daughter go on to be uh, a father-daughter uh, news group, and the running of the Jews has been replaced with the running of the Americans, and everything is yep. still very fucked up. And they have they have a big fucking uh, stupid like caricature head Karen run onto the screen with holding yeah. an AK fifty seven and wearing an All Lives Matter shirt. Man. So anyway, that we skipped a lot of a lot of set pieces, but that's pretty much the plot. The performances yeah. are amazing. Chowder, before I start answering some more detailed questions and shedding some light mm-hmm. on this, peeling it back, what's your impression on that as a film plot? Uh, f- fucking wild. I <laughs> I should watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an experience. Like, you know, like, as always with the, you know, just the, the humor of Sasha Baron Cohen playing this very stereotypical you know character like uh, there's some parts where it's just like ah, i don't know if that joke was worth it but all right um Agreed. but when it like when it starts to like be pointed and political like i think that you know i it's easier to recognize it as satire because like yeah. the original the original borat it it 
bordered satire and it bordered parody, but if it's just parody and there's no satirical point to it, then it's just like, mm. okay, that's just offensive to be offensive. I, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's, that's the thing. Like, Borat has always been something I had mixed feelings on, because, like, yeah. uh, one, it's, it is this, uh, blatantly racist caricature and it was it was it really satire or were they just are uh, wa- wallowing in in that caricature and even if it was satire yeah uh is it easy to mistake that satire for the real deal as yeah. so often happens yeah let's say fight club but like on the other hand there, there are like gen there is genuine worth in like what what borat did and i guess yeah and I guess I'm in that position of, well, now I have mixed feelings all over again. Yeah. So I will <laughs> yep. say, uh, compared to the first movie, I went back and watched most of the first movie again after watching subsequent movie film. And um, I think that a lot of the instances of being offensive for the sake of being offensive in the first film, there's not quite as much of that here. All the pranks, yeah. all the moments feel a lot more pointed towards not just freaking people out, but exposing a part of their behavior. There are a couple of moments yeah. where it's just funny, like when he's in the phone store and he's FaceTiming with the guy and he discovers <laughs> Pornhub and he's like FaceTiming. He's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And he just walks into the bathroom FaceTiming his own <laughs> jack off. And the guy's like, oh God, what do I do with this? Like there's some, mo- <laughs> yeah, is, that's is a very that guy a real moment. guy? I need to know that. So essentially in the first movie, I think what it did well was it it pushed people out of their comfort zones. But Chowder, I agree with you. There were times where it was like, what is the point of going this far? I think in almost every instance in this movie, there's a point to going too far. And the, yeah. the pranks themselves are shown to a larger extent. So the ones that go too far, they spend more time inside of what effect is this having? And that's where you get the worth out of it. So you might I, have I also, different feelings I, about Borat too. Like, okay, yeah. It, Part of it also feels like like all of his character traits now feel much more like Borat things than like, you know, like where the first movie didn't have anything, you know, like he played that yeah, character before. But it was like it was like, oh, you know, this character is a racist depiction and the character still is a racist depiction. But now it's like much more of like a culturally ingrained thing is like, oh, he's acting like Borat. His biggest yeah. piece of racism is his anti-Semitism. We didn't even talk about the part of the movie where he walks into a synagogue as a stereotypical Jew with a fat belly, a super long nose, devil's wings and horns and stuff. Oof. And he comes Ooh. like and he actually walks into a synagogue like that. The important thing oh, to remember man. is Sasha Baron Cohen is extremely Jewish. And yeah. th- he just, he digs into it so hard. He's speaking so Hebrew, I, like, the entire film. So, if you want, I can start peeling back the curtain on some of these encounters. I would, I would, yeah. I would like to talk about that scene in particular, right? Because, um, so, like, he, he basically, he goes into the synagogue, and, he, he, like, at this point in the movie, he's like, oh, my daughter left me, I'm going to commit suicide, so I'm going to go hide in a, in, a, in a synagogue and get killed because Jews are evil. That's, like the character's motivations or whatever right? right so he goes in dressed like this and he and he meets two uh elderly jewish jewish Wait, women. wasn't the joke wasn't the joke that synagogues keep getting shot up so he went in dressed as a jew looking to get shot oh maybe and i, I might have been i wouldn't be surprised at either 
It was jaw-droppingly offensive either way. I, yeah. like, lost yeah. my breath. So that but, scene so, <clears throat> is... So, he, uh, yeah, he, he goes in, and the and the two elderly Jewish women are like, here, see, we're not evil. Like, and, he, and he's super forced sweet, to, you know... Super nice. Flip, and his, his, flip his ideas of, Jew, of Jewish people, right? So to give you um, a little... Uh, this will probably answer a lot of your questions, Jeff. So this sequence yeah. in, like, the back half of the movie, when he walks into the synagogue, uh, in real life... He did this. Those were two real women in the synagogue. Obviously, you know, give it up a heads up by a film crew, like someone's going to come in, yada, yada, yada. And yeah, so the, they, they, were they told, did. They, they, they were told that this is someone coming in. But then because the woman was getting nervous, rightfully so, he actually broke character and explained what he was doing and said, like, we're doing this to try to make a, a bigger point about people's yeah. humanity and the welcoming side of even some of the marginalized cu- uh, cultures in this country. And yeah, so he, he kind of went along with told, it. Yeah, he told them that it was like that he was dressed up as this stereotype to, you know, bring light to anti-Semitic people and like basically show that, you know, like use this as yeah. a form of, of you know, anti-anti-Semitism. Yes. So uh, to my knowledge, and, that is the only instance where he broke character and every other interaction, except for the stuff in Kazakhstan, is authentic. Um, some of them, because I think that the, the film with, I forget her name, the, the, the woman who he has babysit his daughter. Nope. I that read is, that, that, I can explain I know, I, that too. Okay. Cause what I read from that situation was that, th- that she knew she was in this documentary parody, but didn't know everything about it. And that it wasn't actually filmed at her house. It was filmed like on a separate set or whatever. And like some of them had to be, cause like there was so, a camera in the car okay. facing them. So, so when I say authentic, essentially what I mean is... She is a real person. Yes, yeah. they are real people. They are not cast. They are authentically reacting to what they are told, and none of them are aware that this is Borat, that this is a parody. What that woman said, uh, the babysitter, after the movie was like, I guess you got me. I feel a little tricked, because she was honestly trying to tell this woman, you're a valuable mm-hmm. human being. You have worth as a woman, and you can do these things. And she believed it. And honestly, I think that's what made her my favorite part of the movie, is because yeah. there is such genuine warmth and love coming from her. Right, but she she wasn't actually like babysitting Tutar, or and you know, like she knew that because like part of the controversy that I saw with her too is that she didn't get paid a whole lot for this appearance, and that I think she has would... been rectified since. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, again, at that point, she didn't know what she was a part of. Uh, she didn't know until she saw the trailers what she was doing. But her belief that Tutar was being oppressed by her father was legitimate at the time of filming. And there yeah. are some other things. So the the Wuhan flu song that he sings at the gun rally, uh, I believe that was shot in Washington, not in Texas, the state of Washington. So uh, Sasha Baron Cohen went on Stephen Colbert to explain what happened here. And yeah. so again, it's it's a movie production. They had to they had to figure out some stuff after the fact that they were going to string it together. Like, of course, there are going to be some things that are produced, but the fact that these people are reacting honestly is still there. People were singing along with yep. the Wuhan flu song that happened. What ended up going down is insane. Where there was. Uh, a group of Black Lives Matter protesters nearby as well. And they sent people oh to, to spy on the gun rally. And one of them was like, hey, that's Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> and word got around, and they were fucking 
pissed. So in the middle of the song, someone one of the one of the uh, one of the gun rally guys walks up with a megaphone and says, "We're gonna fucking kill you!" And like he just nopes oh, the fuck shit. out of there. Like he's a professional. I did he knows not what know he's that. doing. Yeah, uh, someone else drew a gun and his security pushed the gun down and just said to the guy, "It's not worth it, man." And Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> Like, in his fucking dumpy country guy outfit, goes back to the ambulance that they're using as, like, to get out of there. His security people have. And I watched video yeah. of him, like, are we getting out of here? Are we getting the fuck out of here? And then people start to try to break into it, and he is, like, holding the door shut as hard as he can, saying, go, 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 go! <laughs> Oh my as a gun God. rally is coming down on him. Jesus. That's worse Whoa. than what happened in the movie. It's what so much fuck? worse than what happened. So, so, Jeff, when I say that these are authentic, I'm not saying every detail as portrayed in the movie is exactly as it was in real life, but that yeah, is yeah, the yeah. extent to which they go to preserve that relationship with the people they are pranking. That was a harrowing fucking video. Yeah, I knew that the rally, the, the, the rally members were real people. I... Are Jim and Jerry? They're not real people, right? They yes, they are. Be. Yes, they are. What? He lived with them Why for five days. He lived five? with them for five days as Borat. At one point, they were about to come into his room, and he was freaking out because he's like, I have my real phone and laptop, and they're about to see me interacting with my real family. And I'm like trying to freak out. So I'm like, give me one second. They didn't know. It was five days of living together just... But, but- yeah, but he dances oh around them with a fucking strap on in front of them and waves yep. it in the dude's face. Yep, that actually happened. Jim and Jerry is real. To, like to, for everything oh that goodness. I can find to what he has said and what the production has has shown, um, this was all real. Uh, the only stuff that's fake is like um, so his interactions they, with his but, daughter, which are scripted, and the interactions with his with his premiere in Kazakhstan, yeah. which are clearly but scripted. Had, but they had cameramen in the house, so yeah, like, what did he, they think with this? They said it was for a documentary about a foreign guy traveling through America, something like that, similar to the okay. to, to the woman who babysat Tutar. Like they set up they set up gotcha, uh, gotcha. a lie about what's going on, and then within that framework, tricked them. And I mean, you're seeing real reactions across the whole place. Oh my god, especially when uh, Tutar is, uh, she has her period, and she says, my moon blood is here. And then in yeah, front of this, like, I regal, <laughs> regal high-class Republican club, they start dancing, and she and Borat's just like, just she let it go, no one cares. Them. And she starts flashing them with her blood-soaked clothes, and it is like, I was, like, so, gr- I get grossed out. <laughs> I can handle poop humor and stuff, but, like, if I actually smell or see poop being pooped, I'm so sorry for saying those words. But if that happens, I start retching. Like, I can't... How I can't handle are it. you in a scenario in which that is a concern? Call Not- actually, never mind. I don't want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> so I was retching at and that then, part like- of the... At part of the... At part of the movie, and, um... And I the imagine fucking, the people in that room looks, are doing the same. The looks on all of their faces are, like... Like, that's the thing, is that, like, sometimes in these situations, they are reacting way less than I would have thought, you know? Yeah. Like, the the scene where she goes to this this Republican woman's meet and greet and then goes on up to their podium and is just like, I was told that if you touch your own vagine, then the the teeth <laughs> will come out and it'll eat you. But I did it. And then she starts, like, going into, like, the technique that she was using in the bathroom to touch herself. And, the <laughs> women, like, some of the women are, like, looking on to disgust. And then every once in a while, there'll just be, like, a shot of one of their faces giving a look just like, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what? 
I think they but, sat there and they listened to her whole thing, and then they're just like, "Thanks for coming." And like to a degree, some of this is editing <laughs> that like really spotlights yeah. these reactions. But even the oh my the, the that dance scene where she you know flashes everyone her her bloodstained yeah. clothes. The strongest reaction that came out of anyone in that scene is when Borat disguised asks someone like, "How much would you pay for my daughter?" And the guy actually says. And his actual daughter next to him says, what the fuck is wrong with you? What? What? And that's like a single shot. That's not edited or anything. That's just a natural interaction. Yep. How do you say that in front of a camera, man? How do you say that in front of a camera and in front of your daughter that you will buy another daughter for $500 or pay them $500 for wink, wink? It's yeah. That's 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 the thing I was wondering is like <laughs> how many of the cameras are kind of hit because like clearly the camera in the room with Rudy Giuliani is hidden, right? Uh, like, so, yeah, there are hidden cameras in there. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was essentially hiding in the closet, but then yeah. they also had the cameras from setting up the the interview. So they had some really good looking shots, some fake. For the most part, I think I mean to show people's faces, you need them to sign a release form. So, yeah, I was wondering about that. So essentially, why did Rudy's fucking sign it? That's my question. Why would you do Is that, he Rudy? maybe he yeah. signed it before because he signed it for the for the for the interview or something? But yeah, I mean, but all, the, the all these people are aware ends... at some point that they're being filmed. They just don't necessarily yeah. know for what. But that 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 whole scene. Well, like you can easily claim that like this was all done under false pretense, and thus he couldn't have no. Yeah, uh, he could have claimed well, they, they, I didn't know what I was getting into. I don't know if you've looked at the past weeks. Rudy Giuliani is not great at mounting legal challenges. To I know, just <laughs> I, 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 my mind is trying to make sense of all of this, and it's well, just several several so places surreal. are like the um, yeah the estate of the, one of the elderly Jewish women did sue them or is suing them. I think it yeah. got settled. Oh yeah, because also she, didn't like, she pass away before the film's released? Yeah, she so, like, did. She yeah, did, so the, the and, kids are pissed off. And the um the in the credits of the film they have a a little uh what's it called? Like a dedicated to or something? Yeah. Yeah, dedication to the to her. Um but yeah, yeah, no the the one one of the elderly Jewish women passed away before the the movie starts and and her family was trying to sue him for like, you know, filming yeah. this under false pretenses. I mean, more or less it is what what he told her it was. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm guessing that it wasn't you know that they didn't get it in signing or anything I, like I, that. I, I'm but. more surprised that just wasn't happening left and right. Like, yeah, I mean, there were that's, several that's other my question too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like however many you tell me, it's not enough. <laughs> well, that's see that 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 happens a lot in performance art, though. Is that you know they end up like having the basically like money set aside to settle lawsuits and stuff like that like the way that he was doing it it really reminds me of this group of performance artists called the yes men who um Mm -hmm. for a while their whole shtick was they would uh go to big like business conventions um and pose as representatives from legitimate businesses and then go on stage and start like giving these like horrible like amoral you know strategies like oh and we'll make this much more money if we do this terrible thing yada yada mm-hmm. and they would just keep mm-hmm. doing that until someone came up and like made them leave yeah. right or like another one of their big stunts is they they went on um 
posing as representatives from a uh, an oil company and basically apologized for like a bunch of like pollution pollutants in a city and how it affected people's lives and then the actual company had to come out and publicly <laughs> say no that apology was fake we're not apologizing for that <laughs> so it, it kind of reminds me of, of yeah. that kind of kind of satire but it's it's funny because like i think that the yes men have lost a lot of traction because like as they become more famous obviously fewer and fewer people will let them you know get away with it but borat got away with that pretty quickly by you know disguising saucer baron cohen disguised as borat yes (laughs) and Uh, and bringing this in new character yeah and maria bakalova did a lot of heavy lifting so i mean like that's a pretty I think comprehensive view of the movie, but yeah, it's it's so much of that was legit as legit as it can be in a film production of this size. My fucking my my mind is absolutely blown that Jim and Jerry are real people. I'm it's sure like, more details will come out about that in the future, but I have watched Sasha describe what it was like living with them for five days, pretending to be yeah, uh, just who they thought was a foreign national, uh, and nobody special. Yeah, because like I really, because like. It makes me wonder, like, how much of the the plot of the movie had to be sort of made up on the spot, because, like, a lot of these things, like, the pivotal story moments come from, like, I I really have to look up her name. It started with a J, the the woman who was babysitting him. Mm -hmm. But, like, she moves the plot forward a lot. Jim and Jerry move the plot forward a lot. And it's just, like, these were, you know, more or less, like, real interactions with people. Like, I'm wondering if they had sort of an outline of this set up beforehand. And I'm they, sure like... they did, but any semblance of what the original movie was probably disappeared when COVID hit. The fact that they yeah. reverse engineered a plot yeah. <laughs> is absolutely... Yeah. The, fa- the fact that they were able to trick all these people, give you these breathtaking moments, make some really solid points about the failings of America's current culture, and then... And then have a plot twist. <laughs> yeah, and then totally twist it at the end. It's it is a really wild ride of a movie. Yeah, like whatever you're, whatever whatever you can say about either of the Borat movies, both good and bad, and both would be valid. Uh, probably. Uh, they are a really impressive feat of just filmmaking. Cause just yeah, yeah. No, this yeah. this one this one surprised the I, hell out of me. I think the COVID joke, I think, is one of the ones in this movie that I think. Like, it was entertaining for, like, the plot to be twisted around that way, but that was one of the ones that I'm just like, I don't know if I sit well with that one, because it wasn't really that much of, like, a commentary as much as it was just no, a that, COVID that did, joke. That, that did feel yeah. just like a joke, but also th- I think the fact that an unwitting and uncaring person could spread this so wildly at the due yeah. to the disregard of a government. I think that there's like something you could dig into just like anything else, but it sure, it, yeah. it was not quite as pointed as the other parts of the movie. Uh but with yeah. that said, um Chowder, yeah, do you have any other questions before we uh we wrap this bad boy up? Uh no, I I think I'm good, man. <laughs> I, I feel like Chowder needs a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, would, I would definitely recommend uh, going and experiencing this movie on its own because, like, there is, you know, there's some things that, that we just didn't even fucking get to talking about that are absolutely wild interactions. But I think for now, I think let's move on to the ratings section. So if I may uh, propose something, this being our first time where we're, uh, 
we're we're doing something to to introduce our cast members to it. Would it make sense yeah. if instead of having Chowder just rate it, we rate how interested he is in seeing it? Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, but yeah, 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 I like that. All right. Well, here we are in the rating section, and we are going to rate this topic on a scale from. I mean, my mind immediately went to one to ten. My wives, but he didn't say that <laughs> he just, really that he, much in this movie. Yeah, I think his wife is dead in this movie. Um, <laughs> we could say uh, one to five effigies of Anthony Fauci. That was something that showed up in this movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One to five fake Jewish noses. Ten. One to five uh, oh, masturbatory sessions in the bathroom because that happened like ten. twice. One to ten. One to ten. That's the thing I should stop saying is one to five. No, no. (laughs) One to ten real people fooled into being a main character in a Borat film is what we're going to go with here. That's probably the best. Okay. Um, yeah, let's 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 hear from Chowder. I want to hear your interest in this particular movie, so that you're not uh, too too pushed in a direction by us. But yeah, yeah. I mean, generally with like shock shock humor and just like offensive humor i'm just not into that simply because yeah 90 percent of the time it's just a white guy go trying to get away with saying awful things and yep go and with no consequences and it's always just like that dude whining about it and people saying hey this is fucked up and then he just goes full right wing showing his true colors and that that's generally what a lot of shock comedy is so and like yep. it's hot and like even with the generally good genuinely good stuff it can be hard to separate it from its ilk but like i don't know it, this really does sound like shock comedy done correctly shock comedy done wielded with a little more responsibility Maybe, who knows, maybe I'll watch it and have a change of mind, but yeah, it does sound like it has something it actually wants to say, that the shock is not just it, uh, ha ha ha, I got you, but, uh, I mean, there is definitely an element of that, but, but also just, uh, you thought the world was like this, maybe think again, man, uh, but yeah, I, man, I am very interested in seeing this movie now, uh, Ten people duped into being hey. a main character in Borat out of ten for interest. Yeah, hell yeah, that's, that's exciting. Me. Yeah, um, Jeff, do you want to go or do you want me to go? No, you, go ahead. I'll, so, I'll finish it off. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you. I'm glad you feel that way because I absolutely adored this movie. I was so caught off guard, especially because my memory of the first Borat was seeing it as a kid and seeing it yep. uh, as the gross out humor that it was and not really picking up on some of the some of the like cultural right-wing cultural leanings that are hateful specifically people shouting out uh gays and racial minorities and saying that <laughs> we need to return them to systematic oppression as if there's not already some of that and <laughs> and like this movie asterisks on some yeah, this movie, um, instead of just letting those things exist, targets them in a way that yeah. felt more meaningful. It's it, instead of 
making Borat something that makes you laugh. It, it turns it sort of into sort of a weapon. And I wasn't expecting it, and I mostly wasn't expecting it to work so well. I don't yeah. think that this film is going to change any minds politically. I don't think that's its goal. I think its goal is just to point out how people behave when they're part of uh, certain subcultures or when they're not exposed to things enough. And yeah. I mean that on both hey. sides. Like, not just the people who, who you know, the, the Pizzagate, Jim and Jerry, but also Tutar is an excellent lens of people who haven't been exposed to what you can do when when you are empowered and when you're supported. Um, and beyond all that, I think that the performances as Borat and Tutar, I, like, I found their relationship genuinely fleshed out and moving. And at the end, even though it was totally ridiculous, I liked watching them report the news together. I think this movie was a success on so many fronts. And that's not even including the deleted scenes where, guess what? Maria Bakalova as Tutar was brought into the White House press room by Don Jr. What? In what? Donald Trump was in the room as he's giving a press. This isn't even in the movie. This is just one of the things. This Why is did what they, they take le- that scene out? This, yeah, this is what they left on the cutting room floor. That tells you how crazy this movie is. And and uh, Sasha Baron Cohen tweeted like, yep, there were no background checks. There's no COVID testing. Just fucking let her in because she said she was a right-wing journalist. And, oh, my God. And I, Why did I, they leave that in? So there's so much about this movie that is actually astounding. But at the end of the yeah. day, even if you don't care about that, I think that it is it is funny, it is moving, and it is raucous i think this is probably a nine out of ten nine out of ten people getting duped by borat for me i really enjoyed it more than the first uh so jeff what how would you rate this movie when you responded to it you said that was an experience so i really have no idea how this is gonna land no i i i did like it i liked it i like i went into the movie pretty skeptical because i was like okay i've seen borat a thousand times and i remember liking it as a kid but you know that was back when i was not really educated because I was still young, right? Yeah. And, I mean, like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, the- when you're in middle school or elementary school, shock humor is appealing because it's like, haha, I'm getting away with something I shouldn't be getting away with by yep. just experiencing it. But as you get older, it's just like, uh, mm, why did I right, ever so, like, enjoy this? I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, like, I didn't, you know, rewatch Borat, but I was thinking, like, hmm, I remember a lot of humor in that movie, and I don't anticipate liking this very much. Uh, and then I watched it, and I was laughing the whole time. Uh, there were definitely part- parts where I was less, like, unnecessary, or, like, a little bit too far. And, I, like, I admittedly was mostly watching the movie throughout the lens of, like, all right, just skip past this stupid scripted plot stuff. I don't give a shit about that. I only want to see the fucking, you know, right-wing <laughs> assholes made to look like dumb shits. That is what I was watching the movie for, and it did deliver on that front, let me fucking tell you. <laughs> uh, so I, I think I'd probably give it, like, a, a 7 or an 8 out of 10. It was still very good, very entertaining, and it definitely felt to me more like performance art than just like a dumb parody movie that that makes people laugh at things that they probably should not be laughing at yeah um right. it, it it definitely felt very pointed and 
yeah, it, it's just a, a very strange experience, you know, watching this movie and being like, are they real? Are they real? Who's real yep. in this? Yeah, no, I was so, yeah. I was blown away to read some of the shit that I, I did a ton of, like, give me as much info about this movie after it came out. And it's uh, yeah. it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah, it's definitely but, that, uh, like, modern styling of, like, making, blurring reality and fictions in which you can't mm-hmm. tell one from the other. Like, horror likes to do that a lot. Like, I think some of the yeah. scariest horror fiction I've seen tends to involve, like, Twitter or even just, like, video game Let's let's Plays, you know? Like, that... Yeah. And, like, horror and comedy are kind of two sides of the same coin, so... Yeah. Uh, got, yeah. yeah. I, one last thing before we move out of this is if you haven't, uh, take a scroll through Borat's official Twitter, which was made for obvious, you know, promotional purposes. But right. there are some fucking bangers on there, um, including that <laughs> clip of of her in the White House of two thousand. I White really House. have to check that because that's wild. I also yeah, want to go watch Borat that that Steve Colbert. I also want to go watch the Steve Colbert interview to hear him it's, talk about his experience yeah. with Jim and Jerry. Yeah, it's fucking Jim and wild. Jerry, man. All but right. yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, it's definitely offensive, and it. But I, I think at the end of the day, it's it's on, at least from my perspective, the right side of the argument, uh, <laughs> nationally, yeah. and is poking fun at the right people for the right reasons. Um, so that that you know, lets some of the the sort of you know, non PC stuff slide for me a little bit because it's yeah. like part of the whole shock humor shtick. <laughs> Doesn't make me enjoy it anymore, but it definitely you know feels like it has a reason to be there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's gonna wrap it us wrap it up for us today. Uh, thank you for listening to the Common Geeking Program again. I have been your host Jeff Levitt, and you can find me on Instagram at Things I Wish Existed. There's a dot between each word. I haven't posted on there in months, but maybe I will eventually someday. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I also have a uh, a toy review YouTube channel. It is Alchemist Prime Reviews. If that's the kind of thing that you're into. And uh, again, I've been joined by uh, Colin and Chatter. Do you, either of you have links you want to send out to our listenership? Uh, yeah, I. You can find me on socials at Sana Colin K. Uh, then I I'm just very busy with stuff right now. Uh, but yeah, ComicGeekingProgram.com has uh, all the stuff that you can uh, you can find for me that is like you know entertainment worthy. Yeah, uh, I'm Donald Chaudhry or Chowder. Whichever you prefer. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Timel Chaudhry. And I also run the Common Geeking Program Twitter at Geeking Program. So check those out. And, and uh, I think, and we'll be back at the, the first Friday of next month with a summary of geek news. I'll be leading a common briefing program. And I yep. think that for our next book club episode, we've landed. Uh, that episode, uh, or our next common briefing program, will be airing on the first Friday of December, which will be the 4th. And then our next common geeking program, one of these, which will possibly be on Tenet, uh, will be airing on the third Friday of December, which will be the 18th. So look forward to that one. Um, but yeah, without further ado... Uh, Thanks for listening, subscribing, sharing, and everything else you do, and we'll talk to you next time. Ciao. Later. The Common Geeking Program is hosted by Jeff Levitt, joined this episode by Timel Chaudhary and Colin Ketchin. 
This episode is sponsored by Peanuts. They're neither, neither pea nor a nut. The podcast is created and produced by Colin Ketchin and Jeff Levin and features original music by Colin Ketchin. This episode was edited by me, Daimel Chaudhary. We'd love for you to stay engaged with us on social media at Geeking Program or by using hashtag CGP. If you want to know more about us and all of our other projects, head to commongeekingprogram.com. Stay in touch, stay tuned, and as always, thank you for listening to this podcast. Ciao! This was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success.